When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. We are all entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Yo, what's happening, Rush Nation? We're back. It's Thursday, second show of the week. And man, do we have a guest lined up for you. But before we get to today's guest, me and the big man, how you doing, fella? I'm good, mate. I thought I was the guest today. But, uh... No, you used that last week, man. <laughs> joke is dead. You can't use it again. Uh... I feel like we should both come up with like a catchphrase or... I've got one. It's at the beginning and end of the podcast. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, like, but that's like the, the, the group one. I think like we need like, you should be like the uh, the fantasy sniper stocks. All right. Something okay. like that. And I can be like the, I can be like the Maverick. Murph. That, that's not original either. You've been using that for years. Yeah, I know. But yeah, you know, just a way of... Is that a Top Gun out. reference? Uh, no, it's a poker reference. Okay. Pray tell. There's a film called Maverick, right? But based on poker? Well, no, it's based on South, but there's a big bit of poker in it. It's got Mel Gibson in it, probably. It's a shame Blockbuster Video doesn't exist anymore, man. It's like, <laughs> you'd be their best customer. In fact, the whole reason Blockbuster's no, gone absolute bust. Absolute horse is... radish. No chance. <laughs> well, listen, you've not seen Top Gun. Yes. You've not seen Maverick. No. Then what films do you watch? Like Bambi? A classic. How dare you? <laughs> Oh, there's plenty of other films I've seen. I mean, like Broken Arrow. That's a good one. Is it? That was alright. Snake Eyes. It's a good film. No. It's one of the worst Nicolas Cage films. Well, I didn't say it was a good Nicolas Cage film. I just... 
Gone in 60 <laughs> Seconds is a good Nick Cage film. It's, it's, it's fine. Face Off is a good Nick Cage film. Nah, now, now, you, now you see, there you go. Now you found Con the good. Air. Yeah, see, these are the good Nick Cage films. I didn't start with this is a good Nick Cage film. <laughs> Look, we've got, we've got, <laughs> somehow we've managed to do it again and we've dived way off topic. So I feel like it's my weekly mission now to see how far in the weeds we can go before you have to bring it back into the show. All right. It's off season, man. Yeah. So today, you're not a chaise lounge, you are a maverick. Yeah. Like the film Maverick. Basically, I'm maverick every week. Last week, I just, uh, I just uh, cameoed as a chaise lounge. That's some cameo. Right. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Enough spiel. Let's hit today's guest, podcast and YouTube host for runboys.net. It's Robbie Johnson. Robbie, welcome to Five Yard Rush, buddy. How are you doing? It's been a long time coming. It is a pleasure. I am great. It is freezing cold, full of snow here in Colorado. But other than that, I'm good. Are you a Denver fan? I am not a Denver fan. I just live here. That's the opposite to me. I don't live there and I'm a Denver fan. Yeah. <laughs> Well, we've been there. That story's old news. Old news. <laughs> so how cold is it, Robbie? Uh, I don't even know how cold it is. It definitely feels like it's below zero, though. So is that below and zero it, Fahrenheit? Your degrees, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's real cold then, isn't it? Oh, it's real cold and windy. Like the snow is blowing off the mountains into your face. Like you can, it's just bad. Went to walk my dog earlier and I was like, I don't want to do this. <laughs> Yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah, I was like, hurry up, poop, so we can go inside. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is just a very general Google search that says that at the moment it's uh, minus three degrees uh, centigrade, which puts it at somewhere in the 20s. Yeah, sounds sound, sounds fairly close, yeah. 26. Here, I got my phone right here. I'll look it up. It's 18 degrees exactly. Oh, even colder to see. I would absolutely love 18 degrees right now. Or 18 degrees, <laughs> not yours. <laughs> okay. It was 16 over the weekend. No, it was not. It was. Where? Yeah. Not in here. It's freezing in here all the time. I'm always cold. I am always cold. That's uh, Listen, Robbie's here to talk football, not weather. Ah. Oh. Let's get it. Let's get it. <laughs> so, Robbie, how did you get into football and talking about fantasy sports, man? Um, so I actually got into football playing, growing up uh, in a football household, watching football, playing football. And then as I got older, coaching football, um, fantasy sports was just a way to stay connected. Um, when I had pretty much like enlisted in the military, uh, aside from playing on the, bla- the, 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 the base flag football team, wasn't a, really a whole way to stay connected with it. So fantasy football was there for me and I was able to keep up course being deployed you're not able to watch all the games um or either the games that you may want to watch so fantasy football gets you up close to personal to the action uh makes you practically feel like you're there and it's always nice when you can beat someone rub it in their face and get a little bit of their money at the same time 100 amen all of that is very true especially when you're on a when you're on a base right because that's you're with the boys, but it is quite isolated. You like you're really cut off from the world on a base. So like when you've got something like that, just to have a bit of camaraderie and and a bit of chat over and uh, bragging rights, it, it's it, it's worth a lot more than those of us mere mortals that just play it for some fun. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, even now though, I I think now back then I was just kind of having fun with it. Um, now I think that uh, we can officially state that I have a problem. <laughs> um now now I'm 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 very 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 bad with it. Um 
was in multiple leagues last year. I mean, we'll, we'll get into that uh, throughout the show, but it's now I've, I've run a business centered around fantasy football before I was just, you know, I'd pick a team, draft a team. And back then, you know, you may or may not pay attention to it. Like really, like I wasn't, I was playing it, but I wasn't addicted. It wasn't until recently to where uh, when I was starting the Run Boys Fantasy Network, uh, me and my former co-host, former co-CEO, uh, Ty Boogie, we had started the Run Boys Fantasy Network. Our, we were sitting back. Uh, we were watching a game. Our friends were like, you guys should start a podcast. And we were like, you're right, but there's already so many podcasts out there. Like, what do we do? And we're like, you know what? Me being the bold person, I am like, we can do it. Like, no, we can really do it. He's like, no, we can't. Like, no, we really can't. And I'm like, yeah, no, we really can. So we ended up using his basement as a studio for a while. Um, and then that's when, I think that that's when it really started because I wanted to prove that I was better than everyone. I found out that there were people that enjoyed it probably just as much, just as high octane. I met you guys through Twitter um, and multiple other uh, uh, podcasters out there. And I think that that's when I was like, yeah, yeah, I, I found home. <laughs> I never, it's like the, the, the few have become the mighty just through the little networks that we have. And uh, it's good fun. We're in like a, a bit of a smaller like network chat on, on Twitter. And there's some good old folks in there, like the Fantasy Fam and uh, uh, Kamish GMRA and uh, a few other folks. Because it's just like... It's all fun. Two on one. Shane Tommy's now sort of left yep. that and doing something else. But like, there's a, there's a good bunch of folks there that just like, we bond. And then someone comes along and tries to like disturb it all. We're just like, nah, get out. We're not having it. Yeah. I, I, I will admit, I am a very rowdy personality in the industry. And I, I apologize for that. I just, I, I, y'all are my brothers and I love y'all. No, don't don't apologize, yeah, man. Never apologize, yeah. especially with that guy. We had a, a guy who we kicked out of a group because mm-hmm. um, he just basically he just kept telling people what to do, and like, oh, you didn't share my post, or oh, you didn't do that, and he kept trying to call people out. It's like, hey, we're all businessmen here. <laughs> like, we all know how to run our business. Let us be. Like, we know what we're doing. <laughs> We've been doing this for a while. Like, even if you just started, you know, just go with the flow. That's my biggest piece of advice to anyone in the industry. You know, just go with the flow, move at your pace. And also at the same time, don't move at the pace of the market and move at the pace of the industry, you know, but just get along with everyone and love everybody. And it's it's an awesome community. The fantasy football community is the greatest place single-handedly on Twitter, on the universe. And, and I think that, that I'm thankful that we have Twitter and that we now all have podcasts where we're able to connect and share our, share our ideas because mm-hmm. you guys made the blockbuster joke, you know, at the beginning, you go back a couple of years, we didn't have this connection. You know, you were sitting back looking and wondering, are there other people like me that are into fantasy football? <laughs> Please like, be someone like me. <laughs> exactly. And here it is, you know, where we're, we're, we're doing a podcast together you guys across the pond in the UK, shout out to you guys. By the way, it is five o'clock somewhere. Cheers to me. Cheers to you. All the run boys. Love that. Getting to the five yard rush crew. Thank you for having me on. Um, but yeah, you know, it's, it's a beautiful atmosphere. And like I said, it's been a long time coming. I appreciate you guys almost two years now for having me on. Like we said, man, it's been a long time coming. Long time coming. So you said you weren't a Denver fan. Who is your team? 
Well, as you see here on my beautiful coffee cup, I'm a Washington Redskins fan. Um, for those of you guys that are checking out uh, Five Yard Rush on YouTube, which you should, and you should subscribe to their channel. And then Thank after that, subscribe you. to mine. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm a Washington Redskins fan. I am from Southeast DC. Um, I've also, I went to elementary school in Prince George's County, Maryland. Uh, went to high school in Stafford, Virginia. So like, I'm, I'm from that area that it runs, it courses through my veins. So yeah, I'm, I'm a, I'm a Redskins fan, fan, fan through and through. My yeah. grandfather was a Redskins fan, passed it down to me. I know that area quite well, especially Northern Virginia. Got family there in Lawton. Lawton, nice, nice. My grandmother lives in Lawton. Oh, amazing! That's yeah. what I'm out there. I hopefully it's not all finalized, but I'm going to try and get up there for a weekend because uh, I'm supposed to be going to New York in April. And if that happens, then I'll take a bus up from New York up to to DC. Nice. If you you go to DC, you know you got to holler at the guys out there. Um, Riff Rap Commish, uh, who else is out there? I think Fantasy Wire's out there. There's a lot of guys out there. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna have to hit them up for the, yeah. the short stab over there. there. There's so many. Like, like, I've been asked multiple times through through the group chat, hey, uh, Robbie, are, are you available for a beer this weekend? And then I look outside and I just see mountains, and I'm like, <laughs> no, because I'm so far away from you that I can't even, even reach you. <laughs> <laughs> it sucks i i feel like i am the i just want to state this i feel like i am the only podcaster in the colorado area you know you look at all the other big podcasts they're all in arizona you know you guys have like i, I follow six different podcasts from the uk you guys being one of them like i want i want podcast friends close to you know <laughs> there is sorry one. at least who, one. who do we who do we have on who? Locked on Broncos. Uh... Time skew. I know. Yeah, I think time skew is from Fort Collins, but that's like two hour drive for me. I don't think that. This is bad, isn't it? Who does Locked on Broncos? Oh, no. Ah. I should. How is this not rolling up the tip of my tongue? Like, I don't know. This is poor. Cody Rourke. Uh, Cody Rourke. That's it. Cody Rourke. He must be somewhere near you. Yeah, he's I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to look him up. I'm, well, I'll have you guys hit up that connection. Then boom, you know, me and him, we can work together. I'm, you guys know I'm always down to work. Defo, he's a he's a cool bloke. He's a friend of the podcast. Cody yeah, we'll get it back on at some point. For sure, for sure. So you write yeah. about a lot of sports, podcasts, and YouTube about them all. What's your favorite? Football, baseball, basketball. Which one's Boxing. your number one? Um. So I, as you guys have have seen, you know, following me, I do a little bit of everything. Um, but football is my baby. Football will always be my baby. Um, I think a lot of times people get confused um, because at the Rumble Fantasy Network, we, we're, we're a legitimate sports media company. I started this to be more than just a podcast. Um, we, com- we commentate sports. We, um, yeah, we do play-by-play, player interviews. Um, we have the podcast episodes. We, we treat it like we're ESPN. We're many, almost like ESPN almost. Um, that was my vision coming into it. But yeah, there's not to get confused. It'll always, always be football as my passion. That's where my heart would be <laughs> if I did them all. Oh, when, when I found out that there was, the, that they created the XFL and there was going to be football during the off season, my face lit up like a kid in a candy store, if you will. Because oh, I was like, there was more, you know, there was more. Mm. Mm. 
Did I did I win my matchup in this week in the XFL? Do you know? You were winning. I didn't see the final results. I mean, uh, that busy. You might have done. I hope I did. I beat... get, off, get off Schneid. Yeah. Get off the donut. It'd be it'd be nice to beat a team with stocks in the team name as well. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. The <laughs> I yeah. help. Benched him last week. Didn't need the twenty points. <laughs> anyway, anyway. So all spare love and fantasy football, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, to be fair, <laughs> no, was, it's not. It, it was only fair because stocks didn't turn up for the draft. Oh no! Whoa, whoa! It's true. I, what, no, I, I didn't turn up for the draft. But I did say I'm not coming. Yeah, but you didn't turn up for the draft, regardless of whether you said before. I, I couldn't set a queue. It would not let me. Yeah, but. That, that, so basically, stocks didn't have a QB because the auto draft on wherever it's from. It's one guy. Yeah, well, sort yourself out, pal. <laughs> it's like, not, it doesn't. So anyway, stocks didn't have a QB. I had two because I'm smart like that and greedy. Uh, you could say greedy. You could basically say that I got sniped on my QB choice because I wanted to take Walker. Um, and I got okay. Four, and I was like, "Cheers, Ben. Thanks for that." So I was like, right, I'm panic stationed. I'm between two guys. I'll just pick them both. And that's basically what I did. So I picked them both and then was like, well, and then I basically d- decided which QB I was going to roll with going forward and was like, okay. And then you were like begging, please, please let me have a quarterback. Yeah, that's, exa- that's exactly how it went down. It's not, it's not fair that I don't have a quarterback because I didn't turn up for the draft. That's not what I said. Even though the guy who... I who was the one oh one, by the way, didn't turn up for the draft and he drafted the he drafted the uh the Dallas D <laughs> with the one oh one away draft. Yeah, and then wow. the with the uh, two with the two and we're with the two oh eight. Some people some some people still don't know how to how, how to play fantasy, clearly, no matter how much we go on air and tell them. And it doesn't even matter. Like a lot of people are like, Oh no, no, he wasn't there. He wasn't there, it was just an auto draft. Just for- I wasn't there for my draft either, and I'm going to be honest, the exact same thing happened with me. I ended up with Nick Holly as my first pick. I was like, I did not want that to happen. Oh, but that's not terrible. At least he gets points. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, still, like, you know, I I, 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 I kicked myself in the ass for that one because I was like, man, I cannot believe I did not show up for, for, for a draft. It was clock management fantasy football that was running the draft. They threw me in the league, and I was like, I entered it last minute. And then I got caught up with my wife, and I feel you. That's fair. I feel you. Life happens, especially especially when 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 you're running running a business at the same time. Life happens, so I'm with you. It's okay. We're 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 in this together. So well, okay. I, I still don't have a QB because you know why? I have too much pride. And you guys <laughs> know this from playing from from playing in a fantasy league with me. Like I'm like, nope, I'm not going to admit that I messed up. Nope. Yeah, I know I may have drafted this wrong. Oh well. <laughs> like just, I'm in ten other leagues. Let this one tank. <laughs> like, yeah, I didn't even realize it was only eight games as well. Yeah, I just before it's just as it's got warmed up, it's done. Like, no, yeah. well, cheers. At least I well, traded QB for. So I traded you QB for a player who was injured. Yeah, a running back who's injured who might not come back this season. Well, that was very, very nice of you. Well, it's payback <laughs> for the, the James Conner trade. Yeah, let's Ooh. move on. So we just talked some okay. XFL fantasy. How about we talk some real fantasy? Real today? fantasy, yeah. How'd your season go, bro? Um, it depends on which league you look in. Uh, we all know in the two-on-one league, I was mediocre. Yeah. <laughs> I was very, very, very mediocre. 
Um, I made the the terrible mistake in that league of taking Geronimo Allison. Um, that was a stupid decision. That's that's where it all went awry, honestly. There's a couple of decisions, but that's because I chose to manage a team with my co-host. That's the very first time that I've ever managed a team with someone else, and I'm letting everyone know, please don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. If you like control and if you know what you're doing, like not to say that other people, the other person may not know what they're doing, but they may know what they're doing with what's best for them. You know, so owning, I don't agree with owning teams together, but in that league I did terrible. But in all the rest of my leagues, I was, I was a baller. Um, made it to playoffs. Let's see. Seven out of 10. That's made, made four Super Bowls. Ended up with two. And then, and then the Run Boys Fantasy Network, as a staff, we house 14. That's decent. Look at these boys balling out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, that two-on-one league is a bit of a sore spot for us because we, we, we kind of started really badly. Then we picked up speed, got into the playoffs, won in week 14, and then we bombed in week 15. And we put the highest score up in, in championship week to win the third place playoff. Oh, that's annoying. Oh, I know. It's just kind of like a bronze medal. Oh, the worst is when is when is when you outscore and you and you're sitting on the outside of the top two, the people that are in the championship, and you're sitting on the outside and you outscore them. Yeah, and you're like, that was the weakest matchup ever. Like you two made it. You two made it. I was in uh, the 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 two. I was hoping that I was going to go four, four out of four in my championships that I made. Um, I will take the two that I won. Um, but at the same time, the two that I lost. I, I, what's worse <laughs> is, that I, is that I told, in one of them, I told the person how to beat me. <laughs> this is the, anyone that, that, that runs a podcast out there, fellas, I'm sure that you can agree with this. If you have ever competed against a loyal follower, a loyal listener, that is the worst stuff ever. That is the worst damn thing that you could put yourself through because they know everything. I literally had, I, I said here, and it's my fault because I said, yeah, star Austin Hooper. Why did I do that? Why did I, why did I have to know what I was talking about? <laughs> we'll share it. You know, you could know what you're talking about, but you shared it. Yeah. <laughs> It's yeah. my fault, but I, I did. I, I um I did help. Uh, I want to shout out shout out a follower. I did help uh, Jimmo the icon uh, win a huge championship. Told to pick up Steve Sim, Steven Sims. Um, week I think it was, I think it was like yeah week fifteen. Um, that I won him his championship. There was literally nobody on, on Twitter that told that they told they were telling people to go get him. Like people would have post their polls and he'd be the lowest rated person. Mm. And I was the only person telling people to go and grab him. I go on air for like that whole week. That's all I'm preaching. <laughs> sure enough. Sims. Yep. Sure enough. He goes, he gets Sims. I'm like, bro, didn't I tell you? <laughs> didn't I tell you everyone that didn't pick him? They're like, how did you know that? I'm the analyst that watches film. I don't stare at the box score. That's why we do play-by-play commentary on the Rumble Boys Fantasy Network because I see things in the game and also being a former player that other people don't. Fantasy football, there is a certain spot in fantasy football where fantasy does meet reality. And there he is. You're looking at him. Damn right. He's in that. What's that thing they call the pen tamp? No. What do they call the two circles with the middle bit? Uh, the, um, the, the, like, like the diagram? Like yeah, the... So there's two circles, and then where they cross over yep. that middle bit. Oh, um 
Yeah, there's a teaser for you. So, someone's going to comment underneath this video. They're going to be like, look at these guys. Like, they don't know what the, what the diagram is, but they can tell us all about fantasy football. And we're going to be like, yep. I want to say the, Venn diagram. Venn diagram. That's, that's the name of the thing. And then it's, mm. uh, it's another term that begins with V. Yes. Oh, no, I'm all out. I've just got the Venn diagram. It's okay, statistics as well. You should know this. <laughs> <laughs> there's me out there grafting <laughs> copper pipe, and you're out taking statistics. This is... oh, I was in high school. No, oh my yeah, God. Yeah. No, still, statistics, they, they disappeared for me in high school. Sometimes they work. when it's you know, in, Statistics in relation to fantasy football, sometimes they work. I see a lot of guys out there that they're big stat guys all, 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 on Twitter, but I also see some of those same guys are the guys that will complain about injuries or, you know, or, or, or overvaluing a guy, or some of them are the same guys that overvalue a guy. Yeah, yeah. All the time. And they're repetitive with it. You know, so you gotta be careful. You gotta be careful with that. Um, I, I tell people all the time, film is your best teacher in fantasy football. Watch and watch and watch over and over and over again. And then after you watch, then look at the stats. That's fair, bro. Mm. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of watching. I also also this this is this is what we do for a living over over here too. You know, this is this is this is my my twenty four seven around the clock. You know, so, I mean, yeah, you got to, you know, we have the NFL combine coming back up. Mm-hmm. Um, that's about to be rigorous. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot to take in there. That's going to be my morning watching on the way into work. Put that on the iPad. Just download it before I leave. Watch yep. that. Get that off Game Pass. Yeah. I'll watch it on the way in. Because um, it's on now. They move, they changed the times. It's mm-hmm. been great when it was on like afternoon US time and we could catch it after yeah. dinner and watch a little bit. Now it's on at like almost prime time and you're like, yeah, I'm in bed. <laughs> um, yeah, they moved all the court skill positions to prime time, haven't they? Yeah, they've also yes. added new drills and stuff this year. So to factor in more of the RPO um, and catching play. those stuff. So there's a few more variances and few more uh, drills in there this year, which is... Didn't know that. Yeah, that's awesome. It, look, it looks really good. Get your pin and pads ready, boys, because this year is not going to be like last year. Eh? This year, there's going to be a lot of note-taking, recommending this for, for every analyst now. You're going to see, see a, lot of, a lot of speed on the 40 times. You're going to see a lot of stock rise this year from, from these rookies. Um, Sanalt is a guy that I'm like, he, he's going to rise on, on, on draft boards. Um, here out of Colorado, um, I'm trying. I'm working really hard to try and get him on the show um, before before draft day. Um, that would be sick, dude. Working work working with 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 these players is is difficult. It's very 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 difficult, man. But um, no, like I- I'm letting everyone know now. Come come combine day, get your pen and pads out. It's gonna be intense. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So how about we talk about some bounce back breakout players? Going into next year, who are the top three players you think comes back in 2020 stronger after a disappointing 2019? That's a very, very interesting question. Um, just, just completely honest. Uh, because you have players that are coming back off of injury, uh, especially when we look at just quarterbacks alone. Um, Cam Newton potentially coming back. Uh, that's Carolina State that they're going to commit to him. CMC being as explosive as he was, that could be a bounce back player. Um, I feel like no one is looking at, at him right now. 
Mm-hmm. And we need to look out for that. I'm not saying go out and draft him, but I'm saying early waiver wire watch, hit that little watch list little flag uh, because that that's something to look out for. Let's see here. Comeback players, comeback players. I'm trying to think just off the top of my head. Big Ben's coming back off of injury. He will be starting for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Expect maybe Juju to have a serious bounce back with his QB1 uh, back back underneath center. So I think Juju, you're going to be able to buy fourth, fifth round. Um, fifth round, if you're against, if you're playing against guys that are like just just willing to let that keep dropping. Uh, but like, like like fourth round, if you're if you're against guys that are going to buy high on that stock, third round. Um, I don't see him falling past the third. I just I just think there are too many people. That narrative is too easy to spin that someone is going to take Juju in the in the second third round in most drafts. Right, I think people right. are just prepared to to ride it off, and I d- I don't hate it. I just don't love it. I don't think it'll be me buying at that price. I'm not I'm not going for 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 Juju personally, just because of I'm a big I'm a big you know risk assessment type of person. Um, to me, there's there's too much risk assessment in terms of being possibly reaggravating an injury. That maybe there's just too much time apart for them to in terms of chemistry. Uh, in regards to Juju. Um, so I think that, that that affects, you know, where I would draft him. Maybe it's three, four weeks into the season before they finally get the chemistry back moving together between the two of them. And I don't want to sacrifice those two, three games when I can maybe go out and and, and get, it, get a more secure wide receiver one. Um, maybe, you know, maybe I go running back receiver or maybe I go running back, running back in the third round. Instead of going Juju, I go – you know, Kenny Galladay is going to come back off of injury. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I go there. I don't picture Kenny Galladay re-aggravating his injury, really. Do you know, I saw a thing <laughs> that said OBJ's current redraft ADP. I know it's stupid early, but is the 403? Yeah, yeah. I don't oh, know if OB... I'm buying at that price. Do you think that's too rich? I think it is for me. I... I, I'm not tying. I'm, I, I think the truth is out on Baker Mayfield. Thank we you. talked about Baker Mayfield on this show a couple of weeks ago, and I said to you, that he has had one game of 25 points or more in fantasy football. Now, I appreciate that there's things that correlate into real life, but ultimately Mm. what we're not seeing from Baker Mayfield is 350, 400-yard games. And when you've got – he has a clear relationship with Landry, and I think they're two – I don't think Baker Mayfield is in the same class as, say, Jameis Winston, where he can support two wide receiver ones or even – two wide receiver I mean he got two wide receiver twos last year would you know like, you know what's you... crazy I will second that take from the film side Baker yeah. Mayfield one we don't here's why I also I'm I'm worried about drafting an OBJ even a even a Landry Baker throws his receivers into really tight windows coming from someone that's a receiver that's small and fast I don't want you to put me in a tight window <laughs> we saw what he did to David Njoku last season you know we saw how many balls were out of reach for OBJ last season, if you can't throw OBJ open, I'm I'm all out on 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 the Browns, their quarterback and their receivers. The only piece of the Browns that I want is Nick Chubb. So I completely agree agree with your take there. Um, I agree with the Jameis Winston take as well. Jameis Winston, he may throw 30 interceptions, but you're correct. When we see on film that offense is built to where it can support two wide receiver ones. 
Mm-hmm. 100%. And the other thing with Baker that I've noticed from my limited experience of watching film is his feet just don't look right. Oh, so God, he, it's awful. It makes he, you want to throw up. Yeah, when he, when he goes <laughs> to throw the ball, he just doesn't set himself. He just it's the way that he... It's the back foot. Yeah. It's the back foot. He, so what he does is, is, that, is he exerts too much pressure on the back foot, and then he uses that back foot to, to, to put too much, to, to, to kind of put force through through the follow-through, kind of all on that right side. And what that does is that's why he's overthrowing open receivers, you know, or even overthrowing sevens through nines. Those routes are are routes for a receiver like OBJ. You should be dropping dimes in the breadbasket every single time. Mm-hmm. That's not happening for, for, for Baker Mayfield. Um, it's because of his throwing technique. And if I'm the Browns, I'm looking for a new quarterback's coach to, to, to fix that but until that happens um and we do not know if there being a new quarterbacks coach at this time i i would educate everyone to probably stay away from that whole passing game scenario unless yeah. it's the backfield i mean the, the thing is is they had a really good one on hand last year in i mean the offensive coordinator in, in todd munkin todd munkin's worked with some excellent quarterbacks over the years yes. has schemed great offenses we saw what he did the year before in, in Tampa where it didn't matter who the QB was whether it was uh, Fitzpatrick or, or Winston uh, it was aggressive it was high yardage yes there was errors a lot of that is timing a lot of that is rhythm from disrupting your quarterback week to week yeah. you're shuffling and changing but ultimately when you look at the Buccaneers were able to get men wide open downfield I mean the amount of times we saw um Evans, Evans or even you know even Adam Humphreys out of slot was getting huge wide open uh channels to run into and the thing is is that when you've got a guy like that on your staff who has been a former head coach who mm-hmm. in college has run a high-powered offense um has worked with some excellent coaches and to not even be given a sniff of the offense that's just a worrying sign around and, and hopefully the Browns can take a step forward you know, they got Pat Sherman there now running the offense, and maybe that will change. Uh, yes, yeah, I think it's yeah, Stefanski. Yeah, Stefanski. Yeah, so Stefanski is head coach. Pat yep. Sherman's there to run the offense, and maybe Sherman, because you know the one thing that Sherman does does do is he he does get a good balance between a rushing and and off uh, an air attack. Like they will get opportunities to get the ball downfield. We saw it with uh, Daniel Jones last year. Daniel Jones definitely, when he was allowed to let rip, he let rip. Yes, he turns the ball over a lot. He's a rookie. It's understandable. But ultimately, the forget the quarterback under center and you look at the the play designs. I do think that the Browns right. will progress from what they were last year, but I just don't think Baker Mayfield is a 4,000-yard-a-year nope. guy yet. I'm not writing him off long-term, but I think there's other stuff there from the mental side I think he's also got to got to work on. He's got to be knocked down a peck or two in, in my book personally, but... Uh, yep. I, yeah, I don't think I'm buying OBJ at four hundred three. I think I think fifth round is where I would start to potentially nibble. But I don't think exactly. I don't think I don't think before then. T- at four hundred three, he's tempting. At four hundred three, he's tempting. It's all de- it's all dependent on the type of player that you are, and then also the flow of your draft. You know, if you went and you got, let's say, I don't know, let's say you start off with uh, Zeke. At the third pick, you know, because we're picking from the third, you you got Zeke, and then in the second round, you got um, 
what will be another running back there in the second. Chubb, no need to go and get oh, oh, or you went Zeke Chubb, then you get you need a receiver. I'm trying to think who would be there in the third. Well, let's just say Juju because we were Mike Evans will be there in the third. Mike Evans, yeah, because I, I think Godwin will go over Evans this year. Hundred percent. So so let's go Mike Evans right there. Just 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 you know for, for for talk at the fourth spot. Maybe I could justify that. Okay, now you need another receiver to double down. But then if DJ Shark's right there, Cortland Sutton's right there. I think I might take Cortland Sutton over OBJ. Then you're talking about players of upside. I don't see where the upside is. With OBJ, you got you got to remember that OBJ hasn't been a wide receiver one since 2016. I mean, he was the last time he was a wide receiver one, he was outscored by Jordy Nelson. <laughs> that's that's sort of how far we we're going back. So I just I just not buying the ceiling on OBJ. I think he's fine. I think he's a. I think you're looking at if if you told me right now he's probably going to go somewhere between wide receiver 15 and wide receiver 20 overall. That's kind of where I sit him in that sort of pack. And you think, okay, he's probably a safe bet for that range. But I'm with Robbie here. I'd like an upside guy who's going to be in that range, but might jump up with big weeks. So Cortland Sutton, DJ Chark. Uh, I I think there's guys that will take huge strides this year. DJ Moore, Calvin Ridley. Yeah. I think these are all players for me. I'd be, I'd be looking at taking over OBJ because I just think they're going to offer you more. AJ Brown, Debo. Yeah, like, yeah. Give me, give me, give me of those. Like, like I, I'm just, yeah. I, hopefully, OBJ doesn't go back watch that segment right there. Um, <laughs> I still like to interview you sometime. <laughs> yeah, it's it's, been, it's turned into the OBJ hater section, so we better move on. Listen, look, I'm I'm also on board now. You know, reviews two's telling me that I I just thought it was a a low ADP, but then I suppose but it's name you, value, isn't it? Yeah, that's exactly it's it. It's name value. It's all it is. It's like when we took. AJ Green in the eighth round of a draft last year. We took him because it was like it's AJ Green. It's the eighth round. Yeah, I mean it was it was silly in the end, but but, but that's one of those things that, that that's one of those things that that you know so many people they like I'll get DMs from from followers. You know, do you, do you really want me to to start DJ Moore over OBJ? Like I got that question so many times last year. Right. I'm like. Yeah, I'm literally telling telling you to do that. Should I really start Terry McLaurin? Yeah, I'm really telling that, but he's a rookie. I don't care. <laughs> I, I want you to win so that you can tell your followers that I helped you win. And then they would be like, yo, I can't believe that you were right. It's what I'm here for. Okay, name value. That's what we need to drill into people. Don't draft on name value. Oh, God. I think we do it. Oh. I think we talk about it every year. There's always Yeah, no, you guys definitely do it. I, I remember when I first started listening to you guys, that you, you guys are very, very thorough. Very thorough. I think. I think when I heard... I can't remember which one of you. I think I think it was you, Murph, or or maybe it was Sox. Let's see, thirty to forty leagues last year, or something like that. Well, that was like joint. That was all. Okay. Yeah. So we both did. Uh, yeah. So I ended up in thirty six leagues. It was forty overall, but only drafted in thirty six. <laughs> uh, nine nine ships. I can't believe that. That is crazy. Yeah. Twenty five percent strike rate. We we'll take that. Oh, yeah. God. Take the 25% straight right on that one. Uh, yeah, I mean, don't don't forget, some of those were like one of them was a best ball, or a couple of them were best balls. So, you know, ships, no, no, non title yep. ones we didn't win were like best balls, SFB9. Uh, yeah, we didn't win stuff like that, but we did win. We could have won them. We won in a lot of different formats. 
that was I think what was pleasing for us. That that's more exactly because now you can talk on the, those different formats from a more experienced um, standpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, coaching some, giving fantasy advice, you know, coaching someone through their playoff journey is significantly different than all the advice that you gave them to get there. They're two totally different worlds because guys are now, the starters are now getting sacked, you know? So, Hey, you know, I don't know if you're going to play Lamar Jackson this week, you know, Hey, I don't know if this is going to, so now you're, you're having to tweak a lot of things. Yeah. Let's go ahead and let's start Ryan Tannehill instead of like, like Lamar. Yeah. You know, exactly. Like it, it was, Coaching someone through to through a playoff journey and coaching someone through to to a fantasy championship and through that championship is significantly different than everything you know at the beginning. So I mean, congrats to you guys. I mean, nine nine chips in house. Um, no telling how many countless others that you help others outside with. So love that man. That, that that's great. Well, you got a few to add to that. I had nine. I had seven. We had some of those with Co. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So I had. How many co did we win? Three or four? Yeah, so I had four solos and then... Four solos, six solos. So. Yeah. We did all right. Yeah. That's good, man. That's good. That that That's what's up. That's what's up. I like it. So, we, we, we're, it's going to be tougher this year. <laughs> Please. It's going to be tougher this year. It's not over 50%. I think I might walk away and say, I'm not good enough. The, the, only oh, reason, <laughs> the only reason why I feel like it's going to be tougher for all of us this year is this rookie class is so offensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Last year, we had a defensive rookie class. So it was easier to predict and project a lot of different, you know, things. But this year, the, the scouting, like I said, pin and pad, come start, start, start February 27th, pin and pad by your side and watch as much of the scouting. It's fantasy football starts February 27th. Amen. That's today. That's but as this drops, <laughs> yeah, as this yeah, drops. drops, yeah, correct. Sorry, <laughs> oh, that's cool. No, well, we just mentioned rookies. How about we talk some draft prospects? Absolutely, absolutely. I'm down. Um, what are you thinking? You, you, well, anyone really. I mean, you mentioned my boy Lavisca already. Yep, uh, Sonal Lavisca, uh, obviously. Um, I am torn between Lamb and Judy. Yep. Um, who I want as as rookie wide receiver one. I am highly known for for drafting rookies you know rounds like 12 through 14 is i'll usually i'll pick like one or two mm-hmm. those guys aren't going 12 14 no way i think you said what i think you're gonna have to reach to the eighth to get them oh i think I they're think gonna so. i think they're gonna be eighth ninth round i maybe even higher it's hard it's, to tell mm-hmm. but because they're not drafted yet they're not they're not drafted yet i mean and we don't know how how much their stock is gonna rise yet so i mean uh, that that you know, right there, kind of, kind of, kind of, I'm, I'm torn between Jonathan Taylor and and Dobbins are my two running backs. So I'm just like, yo, I really like the, 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 these two. I I love. Well, Murph and I were both massive Taylor fans, aren't we? And then yeah, yeah, yeah I've got a soft spot for Dobbins because he won me my first college fantasy football t- title with him in it. So wherever he lands, I'll, I'll I'll draft him. But I do draft slightly too much with my heart sometimes. AJ Green. <laughs> There is nothing wrong with you. I tried to get you off him as well. I know, but we didn't draft it. Oh, well, I drafted him in a couple more places. I mean, I've even put Look, there's nothing wrong with drafting with your heart. I'm still the same person that, like, if AP is still there at the bottom of a draft, I will waste a draft spot 
on AP. Like one, I want someone from my team. I want so I want a Redskin on my team, one way or another. And if I don't get him in the early rounds, then I know for a fact I can guarantee that I'll get him later on. You know. Yeah, Trey Crim was our guy last year from the Skins. Yeah, our late round steal. We just bought him everywhere in the final round. Okay, uh, Trey Trey's all right. Treyway's all right. He just needs to. They need to give him more opportunities out the slot. Is what it is. Well, I Maybe thought he was a target monster. It, it, it sort of looked that way to begin with, and then he got hurt, and then everybody nope. recovered, and it kind of went a bit. Uh, it is what it is. But yeah, I mean, you know, so there's nothing wrong with with, with drafting with your heart. You know, there's also nothing wrong with, like, if you're a fan of a team, going to get a player from your team. Like, that's the fun in fantasy football. You know, sometimes people do get too, 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 too serious. Mm-hmm. Like, like if you went and you and you were like, I'm going to get Cortland Sutton. Like, yeah, I'm like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to hate on. Like, I get it. I get it. That's, you're a Broncos fan, you know? Oh, Joe Flacco, you know, he's, nice done. Whoa. <laughs> He's done. <laughs> Might as well draft Eli No, he's definitely done. Come on. Oh, we spoke about we spoke about bounce backs. A hey, sleeper QB, Drew Locke. Just saying. No, my boy. I don't. I don't really like the term sleeper QB because there's no it, such thing as a sleeper anymore. Well, is this thing as a sleeper QB because you draft him so late anyway? But or not. That's all. true. That's anyway, true. Dan, Daniel Jones, my boy. That's the one. If you're gonna if you're gonna take a sleepy super flex QB, I'm out. DK. I'm out on Daniel Jones. Fight, fight. Ah, oh, no, listen. Da- Daniel Jones is someone who is just – he's someone in a super flex. I just – if if I'm drafting really late and I'm just going to let sit you, – You can't see, Robbie, but he is – da- Daniel in. Jones is someone that – it shocks me, like, to say it, and I didn't believe it, but looking through so much so much stuff, I just think there's there's really room for him to put up some big this, fantasy numbers. Big fantasy this numbers. This man – all right, so first off, Daniel Jones, I want to let you know, I love you. You're, you're, you're excellent. You were one of the only rookies when we had interviewed the 40 rookies that had let us, you know, keep our spot on line. Like, you didn't cut in line. You know, I met his family. His family, super respectable. I love all that stuff off the field. But on the field, Daniel Jones, from the moment of snap, you just bobble that ball a little bit too much and put it on the ground a little bit too much for my liking. Um, my good friend Adam Rank, he is high on Daniel Jones as a, as a, as a you know, quote unquote sleeper QB. I'm not, I'm not going on there and saying it. Nope. <laughs> nope. I don't like Daniel Jones as a sleeper QB. I can't, I can't fathom it. When I say sleeper QB, I'm saying like, not that I think there's a sleeper QB, but if you're asking me, right, to look at QBs, here's where, Here's where it gets interesting, right? Sure. So here, here are the QBs I would take Daniel Jones over purely for upside, thinking about what the ceiling is compared to what the other guys are. Tom Brady, Kirk Cousins, Jimmy Garoppolo, Philip Rivers, Derek Carr, Ryan Fitzpatrick, because I don't think he plays 16. Jacoby Brissett. I need a beer. I can't do it. I can't do it. All day I can't long. do it. I'm telling you now, there is any the only QBs I'm struggling to put over him that finished above Daniel Jones is Jared Goff and maybe Baker. I am not taking Daniel Jones over Kirk Cousins. Tom Brady, yes. And that's still dependent on where Tom Brady goes. I would still probably take a 40-some-odd-year-old 
antique version of Brady than Daniel Jones. It's just that he's just too – Daniel Jones is just too raw for me. He's just too raw. Like, it's not a perfected project yet. And then now you got Jason Garrett, and we all know they're just going to run the ball, kind of what they did last year. And even when they tried to run the ball last year, um, Daniel Jones would either fumble – at the snap or either fumble in his way towards trend in, in, toward, in the handoff to Saquon. I can't do it. So here we but, go. Uh, Kirk Cousins last season, <laughs> Kirk Cousins last year, games where he scored t- over 25 fantasy points, two. Daniel Jones, games where he scored over 25 fantasy points, four. Games where Kirk Cousins scored under 16 fantasy points, eight. Games where Daniel Jones scored under 16 fantasy points. Six. I get that. I absolutely positively <laughs> understand that. But once again, the film is too ugly for me. The playing style is too ugly for me. It's oh, it's ugly. I'm not, gonna, I'm, not gonna, I'm not tipping him to win an MVP here. I'm just saying that he's going to be less trash than other QBs. I can't. I can't. I'm, I don't know. I, I'm known for, 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 for being a Daniel Jones hater um, on all phases. I, so I, I don't know. I just could never fathom it. Like, like if Daniel Jones is sitting there and, and he's on my draft board, like I, I, would, I couldn't do it. I, I couldn't That's do drafting it. drafting your heart, man. You got to draft with your head. I'm telling you now, Daniel Jones, QB1, 2020, book it. Look, Robbie. You know, I don't know if ever you heard this before, but Murphy said he would trade his mother in fantasy football to win a ship. So, a hundred percent. There's no heart over there. There's no, no heart in Murph's uh, fantasy football. I can trade back for her after I've won it. No one's going to trade you your mum back. She's going to be worth <laughs> way too much. You know, it's the size of me. People will do as I tell them to do. Okay. <laughs> this is very true. I, I'm. We're so revisiting this later in the future. Like, I can't wait for this season to start. Hey, man, this is it. This, uh, yeah, this, this is gold right here. We're going we're gonna to have to clip this, and this is like the promo for this episode, like, right here. It's not even my hottest take of the year, either. Oh, my gosh. Daniel Jones, 2020. All right, QB1. QB1. <laughs> As in, like, he'll finish in the top 12. Yeah, not, not that he not will QB be the QB1. That's ridiculous. I, 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 will, I, could, I could see him finishing at 12. At yeah. 12. That, that's enough. That's keeping one. Ding, ding, ding. We have a winner. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think he finishes somewhere between 10 and 12. Oh, God. Small window, small window. So we've already got Robbie up to 12. He was absolutely hating. He's like, I can now see it at 12. So you just need to move him. Robbie's- I basically moved him from like 24 to 12. Now I just got to get him from 12 to 10. And I'm in business. <laughs> he's going he's gonna to finish his beard, do another shot of rum. He's yeah. going to sleep a little. And then all Daniel Jones, 10 in my rankings. Boom. You have done. <laughs> Oh my gosh. I'm going to be thinking about this all day now. By the way, I'm going to bring this up on my show that I'm going to be, that I'm filming. It's going to be live today when we're filming this right after. So feel free to tune in. I'm bringing this up. I'm bringing this up. Did you see yourself drafting Daniel Jones? Um, In a super flex league, in a super flex league, I can see myself late drafting Daniel Jones. I see me more. Okay. I see me see picking up Daniel Jones off the waiver wire around weeks two to four. 
Give me Daniel Carr or David Carr. See, you got me there. You almost made me sick. Give me David Carr over Daniel Jones no, as my QB too. No, 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 you can't have David Carr. The dude doesn't play football anymore. You can da- have David, David Carr or, or Derek Carr. Sorry, say David. The guy doesn't play ball anymore. David Carr was a great player. Look, I just showed my age right there. That was the age. That was he the was age. Absolutely killed. He, yeah. Texas just, 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 just for the record, so I named some stats earlier. Derek Carr zero games over twenty five fantasy points last season. He had ten games where he scored under sixteen points. Jeez. I want absolutely no part of Derek Carr. No, that's not true. I want the place where he's playing. I want to go to Vegas. Yeah, dude. Yeah, for sure. So come on, Robbie. This has been an absolute pleasure, man. Why don't you tell Rush Nation where they can find you and your stuff? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, make sure you guys check us out on YouTube, uh, Run Boys Fantasy Network. You see it there on the shirt. Uh, where we help you figure out why the rum is always gone. Once again, we cover player interviews, uh, play-by-play of all of your favorite sports, uh, betting analysis, debates, you name it, we got it all. Uh, we're a very chill environment. Check us out on rumboys.com and you can follow me on all social media at rumboys, spelled with a Z N E T. There you go, Rush Nation. It's your boy, Robbie. Defo. Definitely check him out. Follow him on Twitter. Follow them on Twitter. They're a great follow. They post a ton of great content, all the links to all their shows. So uh, when we tweet this out, it will have a link to uh, rumboys on, on Twitter. Definitely follow them because awesome we retweet loads of their stuff because it just it it's awesome like uh love watching it and also i have to say their stream i've i've not watched all of it but i watched parts of it of the coverage Mm -hmm. of the um fury wilder fight was class it was really really good i watched that alongside the actual fight fire it was it was awesome i I appreciate that i appreciate that um that was intense uh congrats to, to 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 the uk um for Tyson Fury win um, Kings of boxing. absolutely I agree that was my pick by the way I predicted that you can go back two months on my show so for even more reason why to subscribe I predict things very very well um predicted that two months ago and if you guys had listened uh and, you know you bet on that I'm, I'm happy that I could help you win well Robbie it's been two years but let me tell you it won't be two years till the next time that's for sure absolutely because I'm gonna have you guys on our show sometime for real so cool well we will chat down the line there I'll catch you later in the week Rush Nation as always don't forget keep rushing HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. Testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health 
Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.